What's up, guys? It's Little D from FMF. When I'm not mixing gas and hauling ass, I'm listening to Big MX Radio. We can't expect that everyone is as passionate about racing as we are. can't expect that everyone is able to hear the silent call of the sea at 5am. Not everyone possesses the ability to smell the difference between rich and lean. Nor the ear to differentiate the bark of two cylinders from four. It would not be fair of us to assume that the world understands the yearning and overwhelming compulsion that we have to push through pain, angst, frustration and failure. Some people might not understand the desire to test physical limits conquer fear, or to tangle with the forces of gravity and physics. But we don't make product for them. We look to the future but embrace our past. We study. We analyze. We race on Sunday so we can innovate on Monday. We exercise trial and error religiously. Through our commitment to the pursuit of perfection, we learn. How to make products for the people that are capable of dedicating everything to sport. Whether there is a championship involved or not. Alpine stars, one goal, one vision.
25 Molo here from Grundle. Kingsley turns that five sideways. Brian the game is down. This is a sharp left-hander. Who's going to shot? Looks like Darcy Lange on that Richmond Gallon Kawasaki gets the jump. That's where it all started. Big MX Radio, brought to you by Fly Racing USA, is on the air. Fueled by passion, focused on motocross. W Wheels USA, Moto Ice Wrap, Viral Goggle Brand, and Maxima USA make it possible to bring you the news, the interviews, and the point of views inside the sport of motocross. The gate's about to drop on Big MX Radio. Welcome to the Fly Racing Big MX Radio Podcast Show brought to you by Justified Cultures, Traction MXC Covers, and Moto Ice Wrap. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line, we've got a young man who spun some laughs today at Zaka Station. Goes by the name of Colton Eck. Colton! Welcome back to the motocross community, my friend. Thanks, Brad. Man, it feels good to be back. Um, you know, had a pretty, pretty serious get off this year in Supercross, and uh, just to be to be back on the motorcycle is it's incredible. Uh, words can't even describe it. Absolutely. For those who don't uh, know or are not familiar, Colton Eck involved in a, a very serious crash that went down at uh, the Dallas Supercross. Uh, I believe it was the first weekend in February, or I guess th- third weekend in February this year. And uh, you were basically in hospital for a good, better part of uh, four or five weeks, I believe. Uh, and it was full recovery mode, relearning how to walk, relearning how to fire those uh, like. The, those lower extremities and um yeah like we we spoke about uh three months ago about you wanting to get back on the motorcycle and uh and having anaheim one as uh as as, as your kind of like return to uh, professional racing um but even at that time that was a lofty goal but today only seven months uh, removed from the crash itself uh you find yourself uh, back on the seat of a very familiar motorcycle tell me about it yeah uh, yeah, I was able to ride today uh, at Zach Station. Uh, awesome track, by the way. Love that place. That's one is of that my favorites. Close to you at all? I don't. It's uh, it's, is I mean, that close it's to a, where you live. It's probably a two and a half hour drive. Okay. But you know, it's well worth the drive. Um, For sure. Yeah, so I was able to ride, man. It's uh, it's been a long time in the making and a lot of hard work, but um, yeah, I was I was stoked, man. It's like I said to you before we started recording. It's you don't realize what you have until it's gone, man. And I, I really found how much I love motorcycles, man. It's, it's awesome. Um, it's just super, super stoked to be back, man. It's, it's great. I still got, still got a ways to go with my recovery and, you know, to get back to race speed, but, um, I think it'll all come with time and just stoked to be back out there at all. It's, it's awesome. For sure, and for those who don't know, uh, you were mostly mostly tied uh, closest to uh, TRE, which is uh, the Racers Edge, which is, I believe is a family owned and operated uh, f- like uh, shop in Southern California. Uh, huge motocross fan growing up. Obviously, uh, I remember even listening to the earliest days of the Pulp MX show, uh, which is a show uh, with Steve Mathis, where you were one of the a frequent caller. It just shows how much of a fan of this sport you truly are, and then uh, eventually 
basically going through the uh, the amateur ranks, making it into uh, some, some some night shows and main events, and uh, you, you've you've really been uh, making a name for yourself in, uh, in in SoCal as far as Supercross goes. And um, yeah, it's just great to see you making that full recovery and um, and and just, and just working away at it. You're you're not a guy who quits. Yeah, definitely not. Um, you know, I've had pretty bad string of injuries these last few years and I've done both my knees and, you know, breaking my back and, and this whole last injury was, was pretty gnarly, you know, I had to, uh, had to learn how to walk again and, and the whole thing. So it was, uh, it was pretty scary, but I knew, you know, I knew at the end of the day, you get, you get out of it what you put into it, you know, so busting my ass every day trying to make it happen, you know, so, um, yeah, stoked to that, uh, Stoked that the dream's not quite over yet, you know. That uh, it was it was scary there for a while. I thought, you know, thought that was it. You know, I, whatever I accomplished was going to be it. And you know, I feel like I've got some unfinished business to do, so I'm I'm stoked to get back out there again. No kidding. So, uh, who were some of your uh, your greatest supporters over the last seven months? And I, I assume they'll be, they'll be uh, as well. It's just at your side as you make the 100 percent full recovery back to race pace. Uh, who are some of those people that were in your corner and uh, just urging you along and giving you that helping hand when it was needed? Well, you know, obviously, um, family family was huge. Man, I was in the hospital for uh, like six weeks. And my dad was with me there every single day, man. I, I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for anything more than that, man. He was, he was my biggest supporter through the whole thing. You know, he watched me from barely being able to move my toes to, you know, learn how to walk again. So, um, that was awesome having him there. And then, um, you know, my uncle, you know, he's been one of my biggest sponsors my whole life. He owns, uh, the racer's edge, like you mentioned earlier. Um, and, you know, just all my all my friends and all my close friends and family, man. Everybody stuck behind me, and you know, everybody believed in me, man. You know, a lot of them, a lot of them didn't really want me to get back on the bike, which which is understandable. But uh, you know, everybody was there there behind me, pushing me along, making sure uh, making sure I was getting the most out of my recovery. You know, so. Uh, it was, For it sure, was really... and, and and the great recovery you've made. Uh, I know the the guys over at uh, um, the road to recovery were a huge help to you as well uh kind of speak to that a little bit and i know uh this one hit home because anything back related really uh um seems to bring out the the, the best in this as far as the the care from a guy like uh jimmy button yeah man the whole the whole crew over there at road recovery they're they're truly amazing people man i have nothing but good things to say about them um you know from from like the day after my crash until until even till now, you know, they're constantly checking in on me, doing everything they can to help me, you know, helping me raise money to pay, pay for my pretty big medical bills. And, uh, yeah, man, they're, they're awesome. Um, yeah, you may know of, uh, of Mike Young, you know, pretty fast racer back in the nineties. So he was, he was huge, man. He came and visited me in the hospital and, you know, he's, he's been through this whole thing himself. So, um, yeah, just having and the same with same with Jimmy Button too. You know, so just having that support system of people that have been in your position and and uh, know what it's like, man, it's it was it was awesome. Couldn't ask for more from those guys. 
No kidding, man. Well, it's great to see you get back on the motorcycle. What was the day like for you as far as uh, at the controls? Was it uh, specifically corner tracks and and just kind of feeling things out again? Or uh, were, were you able to get up to any type of speed whatsoever? What, what was the, 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 the experience like for you to get back on the bike? Yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty surreal moment, man. You know, just getting getting back out there again, man. It was uh, it was really cool. Like I said, they didn't for a while there. I didn't didn't know if that was ever going to happen. So uh, yeah, just got out there, kind of rolled around for a few laps, and um, just just getting back into the swing of things a little bit. And um, yeah, started doing some of the jumps and figuring everything out and. Um, you know, like I said, I still got a ways to go as far as my recovery goes, but I'm uh I'm good enough where I can ride around and have a lot of fun and really just get back to the roots of, you know, why I ride, you know, just just for the love of it. Um you know, my I still got a few lingering things like my uh I don't have great sensation in my feet still. Um so that makes it a little weird like shifting and breaking and stuff, but man, overall it's just it's it's awesome to be back there, you know. I I uh I can't even express how how truly amazing riding motorcycles is, you know. So no kidding. It's, it's something that uh, for for most people we have a hard time explaining it to those who don't ride. But uh, honestly, I couldn't even imagine uh, the what what it would feel like uh, after it gets completely taken away from you, getting back on that motorcycle, and uh, um, like you said, maybe not at the exact pace that you once had, and uh, and, and we'll get back to. But uh, just to get out there and, and feel that flow, and uh, um, and basically re re reacquaint yourself with the motorcycle um how often do you feel like you're going to be able to get back out riding uh moving forward from this like uh, are you in uh like full down moto down mode all the way up till anaheim one or are you going to ease your way back into this uh i plan to ease my way back in you know i um like i said i still got a ways to go my my strength's not quite where i would like it to be you know in case i get a little sketchy on the bike i don't really have uh the strength i need to necessarily pull it back so uh just kind of take it easy and just just getting some seat time and it's actually i think it's going to be really great physical therapy as well um you know just getting out there using all those muscles again and and uh learning my balance and everything again so um you know i'm, I'm hoping to ride you know maybe once or twice a week for the next month or so and see see where it goes um yeah i, I just just gonna just gonna take it day by day and you know see how I feel. I definitely still plan to race Anaheim one though. That's uh that's my goal and I'm pushing for it. So I'm gonna do everything I can to make sure that happens. Fair enough. Were, were you able to uh, make some phone calls to some of your, uh, your your better sponsors to make sure that you had some fresh gear and some fresh uh, uh, like some fresh stuff for today? And I got to imagine even just loading up the bike today would have been a a huge moment for you. Just uh, getting back into things and uh, like anyone who's had an injury for any amount of time to get back on the motorcycle is uh, is, is a really cool thing. Um, like, what was it like this morning waking up and and knowing that uh, you're you're going off of the track dude it it's it was unreal it was uh it really was you know I, i've told a few people that i was going to ride and you know a lot of people didn't believe me you know it was uh it was just it was awesome man you know 
I had the, uh, some new new brand new helmet from 16, you know, obviously wrecked the one that I crashed in. Um, some new gear, some shot, and uh, yeah, it was awesome. You know, just just getting back in the swing of things, man. Feeling just to feel normal again, you know, get back to my normal routine. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm 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 just super super stoked. I I don't know what else to say other than uh, than I'm stoked, man. It's just it's great. Absolutely, and coming back to it with a uh, a newfound perspective and appreciation, and uh, honestly, I, th- I feel like uh, th- this may be a-, a feather in your cap as far as uh, no- not leaving a single stone unturned, and, uh, and and really being able to-, to dig a little deeper, knowing that uh, it-, it can be taken away at some point. Um, do you find uh, that this experience has allowed you to become a better mentor to some 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 younger riders who uh, may be taking maybe taking for granted their uh, situation? situation or or uh uh or even if you, you there was an athlete that uh was to get uh, a serious injury you'd be able to speak to them the same way that uh, mike young or even uh jimmy button's been able to speak to you over the last seven months yeah yeah absolutely um i've actually been in touch with a few riders who have had some pretty similar injuries to mine you know it's cool just to be to have that support system when you're hurt like that, you know, so if I, I had that support system myself, so if I can, if I can provide that for somebody else, man, that that's awesome. That makes me feel really good. And, um, like you said, man, perspective, this is my whole perspective on life has changed, you know, taking, uh, just every step. I, I mean, if I wake up in the morning and I can get out of bed and walk around the house under my own power, it's, it's a good day now, you know? So, um, the ability to ride a motorcycle, man, it's just, it's icing on the cake. So, um, I try to instill that in everybody I know, you know, man, just, you got to really count your blessings, man. Every, every day you wake up is a good day. So, um, so yeah, just, uh, super, super grateful for everything the whole, the whole way that, uh, that everything's turned out. Amen to that. So what have you been keeping yourself most busy with uh, uh, for the last seven months with not being able to, uh, to ride? Obviously, you can't, you can't train uh, it's like 24-7 either. You can't recover 24-7. You need to uh, let the body heal. And uh, honestly, you got a ton of time on your hands. Have you been, uh, have you been working at the, the Racer's Edge? Uh, have you been kind of positioning yourself in other ways to, to be successful in the future? What have you been up to, big guy? Yeah, um, I've been working a little bit at the Racer's Edge, you know, my uncle's shop. Um, you know, being around racing my whole life, I got some pretty decent uh, mechanical skills. So, yeah, I've been working there as a mechanic. And, uh, you know, even before I was able to uh, walk around very good, you know, I, I was working uh, up at the front of the shop there. So uh, just doing that and then tons of physical therapy, you know, even still um, going to physical therapy like four days a week. Uh, just trying to really hit it hard and get back to 100%. And then um, other than that, man, I really I love being at the track. So, um, you know, training kids or even just going and hanging out with buddies. Um, you know, just enjoying being around motorcycles, man. I, I, lo- I truly love this sport. And, you know, any any way I can be around it, I usually take. So, 
Um, well, for sure. Yeah, now, the, does this become a, a great stepping stone for you to uh, uh, position yourself to start doing some more riding schools, giving back to uh, the community, especially down in, uh, in Southern California where there never seems to be enough instructors to uh, to make sure those C-level riders end up being B-level riders and, uh, and the progression going further? Do you see yourself doing a lot of that in the fall? Uh, yeah, definitely a little bit. Um, you know, I've got a few different kids that I work with and, you know, either on the bike or off the bike a little bit in the gym too. So, um, definitely be doing some of that. And then, but also I'm, I'm really going to try and focus on myself and, you know, be able to be able to line up at Anaheim. Um, you know, it's, it's really not that far away. It's only, you know, four or five months now. So, um, yeah, I really got to buckle down here soon but uh but yeah just like i said anyway i can be at the track you know helping helping other guys or or working on myself it's uh yeah you'll you'll pretty much find me at the track almost every day of the week so no kidding and i understand that uh you've also been con- contacted through the uh with with the the spectrum series to be part of season three um uh, have you guys started sh- have you guys shot for that at all uh like uh w- what's been the experience like working with Kyle Cowling on that yeah, actually, uh, I'm super excited about that, but we actually haven't, uh, haven't been able to do any filming yet. Um, just scheduling issues. So, uh, Fair enough. you know, ho- hopefully get, get together with Kyle really soon with that. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. So, um, no doubt. Well, yeah. you're, now that you're back on the bike should give them some, uh, some extra footage as far as uh, riding goes and whatnot. I know he's a super busy guy, uh, going all over the country on a, on a weekly basis, it seems, but, uh, glad, glad to see that you're going to be featured in that. And, uh, um, like I, I'm, I'm interested to see who, uh, who does better in their return to Anaheim one, uh, whether it's two guys on a on Hondas, both yourself and the, the 94 machine, uh, is, like, <laughs> Any uh, friendly wagers between uh, you, you, yourself and the German as to who's going to do better at Anaheim One? <laughs> uh, not quite. I think uh, I think Ken's going to have me beat on this one. Um, Fair enough. Well, hopefully yeah. he'll be able to make that same same return that you're making. Uh, I, I I was absolutely amazed to see that he's back on a motorcycle, even just doing turn tracks um, uh, down in, in Florida uh, after his he had an elbow uh, replacement, basically, um, and eleven surgeries later uh, with with a, a ton of complications mixed in there. Um, I, I, I'm amazed to see he's back on the motorcycle, and like you said, like Anaheim won, although we're still deep into the National Series right now, it's kind of right around the corner. Yeah, yeah, you know, we got just a few rounds left, and then after that, it's Monster Cup and Straight Rhythm and, you know, the whole thing, so uh, it's no rest for the wicked, you know, we uh, no kidding. we motocrossers don't get, uh, don't get much time off, so, you know, right back in well, the swing of things. Well, yeah, like you've had a, a little bit of time off here, but uh, is there any chance or any uh, even ideas that uh, Monster Cup might be uh, an option for you, or is it uh, like you're not even considering that and just going straight for A1? Yeah, um, <laughs> actually, that is quietly my goal. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really planning on telling anybody, but that's my goal. Oh. Uh, you know, we, we've got a little over two months until Monster Cup, so. Um, yeah, I plan to hopefully start getting on a supercross track uh probably beginning of September and then uh you know see what we can do. You know, as as long as I feel like I'm I'll be safe out there and I can, you know, circulate the track and and uh you know, put 
put a good foot forward, I, I think I'll be there. But um, you know, no no real expectations right now. Just gonna just gonna take it day by day and see see how I, how I feel. Um, well, you'll never you'll never achieve uh, impossible feats if you don't imp- uh, set impossible goals. Uh, a pretty uh, smart man told me that one time. And uh, honestly, man, it's, uh, like aim for the stars and uh, and like it, it, I think you'll you'll be really successful with it. Um, I'd love to see you there in uh, in Vegas. I plan on being in attendance for that, and uh, hopefully uh, we'll we'll be doing one of these uh, as a post race interview rather than as uh, as as co spectators for that event. But uh, like we'll we'll see what what develops over the next few months, man. Like like uh, uh, take 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 what's given to you, and uh, I think that that would be uh, like that would be amazing, right? You you know as well as I do that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, as far as uh, a machine, uh, I believe it was, you, you're riding the 250 uh, during uh, leading up to last year's uh, Supercross, but uh, found yourself on a 450, a stock one, uh, I believe, in uh, in Phoenix, and then going forward from there, you're going to be on the 450. Um, thoughts on, on like what what you'll be riding for the rest of the like like moving forward? Do you think you'll stay on the 250, or do you think uh, your your skill level is most uh, adequate to the 450? Yeah, you know, it's, I feel like every rider says this when they make the switch, but I I truly feel like I ride the 450 a lot better. Um, so yeah, that's my plan. You know, just the the 250F class, I've I've got I had big dreams in the 250 class, but man, as a privateer, it's just so hard to be competitive. You know, I was having I had a pretty decent motor, but man, we just couldn't keep it together. So, um, you know, I can race a stock or near stock 450 and and be competitive as far as the engine goes so um yeah that's my plan just 450 and it makes a whole lot better financial sense too as privateer goes so um, for sure, and as well, uh, um, definitely, like as far as handling goes, the the, the 450s are uh, a little bit more stable out there, especially in four and in Supercross and the whoops and whatnot. Um, like, do, like I know you've done some some test riding in the past for uh, for different uh, publications. Do you feel like uh, that that might be something that uh, you, you look to explore more of and do more of in the future? Yeah, definitely. Um, I was actually just talking about that today. Um, yeah, I I would love to uh, get back out there and do some more test riding. I think uh, I'm not too bad at it, so uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. I you know riding new bikes is always super fun, and um, just just the whole thing about it, you know, being in magazines, it's, it's like a dream come true. So uh, yeah, I hope to uh, to get back out there and do more of that in the future. So now that I'm riding again, I can uh, hopefully take advantage of some of that. Hey everyone. Let's take a break and listen to some commercials quickly. Then we'll be right back to the podcast. Thanks for listening. FlyRacing.com is the home of quality and innovation. The design team at Fly tirelessly rebuild and retool premium lines like the Evolution 2.0 and Light Hydrogen with features like zipper lock to prevent closure failures and EVO's BOA technology, which ensures the perfect fit. Complete your protective gear combo head-to-toe with Fly Racing F2 Carbon MIPS Retrospect and Fly's entry into the premium boot segment with their sector. All products and colorways are available at FlyRacing.com. Justified Cultures is the kind of apparel from the moment you put it on makes you feel like it was made just for you. 
quality, comfortable apparel designed for and inspired by the Live What You Love lifestyle. Woven throughout the moto, desert, skate, and surf culture of Justified is the desire to celebrate human achievement, to inspire and create a modern lifestyle brand reflecting today's generation. Zach Common, Matty Jesse, Phoenix Racing Co., Dominique Daffay, Cody Matichuk, and John Short are just a few athletes who don Justified Culture's clothing. Passion needed a clothing line to speak to the way that it lived each day, so we created Justified Cultures. Navigate justifiedcultures.com to easily view over 40 individual styles to help you make a statement every time you step outside. As presenting sponsor to Big MX Radio, lock in promo code BIGMX17 when checking out at justifiedcultures.com to receive 30% off your Justified Cultures clothing. Express your lifestyle with Justified Cultures. Live what you love. What's wrong, Jeff? I don't know, Jay. Well, you better fuel up with a nutritious breakfast with oats and bran. Oats and bran? I didn't think there was such a thing. That's what I used to think. Now, I start out every morning with a bowl of Amigos. For extreme kids like us. That's what I call fueling for the big ride. Hey, kids, start out every morning with a fat bowl. Hey, this is Alex Ray. I don't know why you're listening to Brad's podcast, but I'll be back on soon. Hey, this is Zach Cummins. All you hosers, quit listening to Nickelback and jump on over to the Big MX Radio Show. Hey, guys, this is Kate Clayson, and not only do I blow uh, Alex Ray's doors off in the track, but I do it at K1 speed, too. WUSA is your one-stop shop for quality wheel sets in America. All of the best components built for the toughest conditions. Hit up WUSA.com, that's D-U-B-Y-A-U-S-A.com right now, and check out the custom wheel builder selection. Pick your rims, pick your hubs, pick your spokes, even pick your nipples, and see what it's going to look like on your bike. On the website, you'll drool over components like XL and DID rims, Talon and Kite aluminum hubs, Galfer and Brembo brakes, and spokes that take a licking and keep on ticking. The same wheels that you buy are built by the same guys we're building wheels for. Ryan Dungey, Jeremy Martin, Chad Reed, and the entire Geico Honda team. And I kid you not, they are not told whose wheels are whose, they just build amazing products. And I want you guys in a set of W wheels. So do what I did and head to WBYAUSA.com today. WUSA, all things wheels. Hey, Big MX fans. Thanks for listening to this podcast and hope you're enjoying them. I want you guys to head on over to TractionMX.com. TractionMX is the place to get your seat covers for any bike that you have, whether it be a Husqvarna, Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha, KTM, you name it, these guys have a great seat cover for you. They're durable, they're flashy, they're eye-catching, and they're one-of-a-kind. The reason why they're one-of-a-kind is because you design your own. You pick the fabrics, you pick the ribs, you pick the everything all the way down to the stitching uh, color that they use on the seat cover itself. 
Traction MX is your one-stop shop to set your bike apart from the herd 110%. These seat covers start at just $69.95 American, and uh, the average turnaround is a one to two weeks. One to two weeks from now, you could have a bike that's looking completely different than it does right now. So head on over to TractionMX.com, start shopping, start designing, and make something special like for you today. Going viral with Viral Brand. Viral Brand is setting its sights on being one of the leading brands in the extreme sports market. From supercross to snowcross and snowboarding, and everything in between. Viral Brand is working hard to not only bring you premium products, quality eyewear, and killer style, but award-winning support with every sport. Head on over to theviralbrand.com and get tinted lenses clear lenses, 10-pack of tear-offs, and goggle bag for only $59.99. Viral brand products are available in the U.S., Canada, and Australia, and used exclusively by the Barn Pros Racing MX Home Depot Yamaha team for the 2017 season. Go viral with the Viral brand. Hey guys, Bill's Pipes is back, and that means to return a legendary performance. Two strokes, check. Four strokes, check. Since 1974, they've been tuning power at its finest for motocross racers, off-road racers, you name it. For you two-stroke lovers, the MX2 Bill's Pipe exhaust system is flat out the right choice to make. Nickel, works, and the brand new cone look is the right system for the job. When it comes to four strokes, Bill's Pipes brings the RE13 to decimate the field anywhere, anytime. So if you want the same pipe used by Billy Lininovich, Sean Collier, Vicky Golden, and the entire Barn Pros Home Depot Yamaha team, head over to Bill'sPipes.com today and never settle. Well, there you go. And on top of that, uh, maybe uh, uh, the more time you put on somebody else's motorcycle, the more uh, ability you you don't have so much time on your own. Is that uh, is that also uh, a part of the program as well? You know, it's almost embarrassing to admit that, but it's completely true. You know, for, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, keep, keeping these bikes running is expensive. So, you know, whenever you can ride somebody else's bike, it's uh, it's nice. You know, you don't have to maintain it or or pay to fix it. So, <laughs> definitely. Hey, it's all seat time, my friend. I totally hear you. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, this national series that, um, unfortunately, you've been watching more than participating in uh, this summer. Um, looks like both championships are pretty much sewn up. Uh, what have you seen from uh, from the outdoor nationals this year, both 250s and 450s? Yeah, man, 250 class has been insane. Tight. Yeah. Yeah, man, last weekend was uh, was insane. You know, you had your, your top five was like you could throw a blanket over him for the whole second moto. But uh, but yeah, two fifty class has been insane. You know, Zach has obviously kind of risen to the top. You know, he's got pretty sizable points lead now. But uh, it's always good racing. You can pretty much count on a new guy to at least win a moto almost every week. It's it's been awesome. And then uh, four fifty class, man, I really wish. Marvin hadn't gotten hurt earlier in the season I think it could have been a really good title fight you know we're seeing he's he's obviously got the speed to win so um you know it's it's a bummer he had to get have that little knee issue earlier on but you know I I love yeah, watching no, that outdoors seemed, that, 
Okay. Yeah, that totally derailed his uh, his his summer uh, basically, uh, and then on top of uh, on top of that, um, Southwick with the with that injury with that that crash that kind of derailed the second half of his day uh, gave away a lot of points that would have been uh, allowed for a little bit closer title chase. But uh, honestly, each single week seems to give us uh, something to talk about, um, like whether it's Eli Tomax laying the SmackDown or uh, like. Blake Baggett coming back and, and having his successes earlier in the season uh, before hurting his thumb, and then now with uh, with Marvin going four for four over the last four motos, like uh, it's there's always seems to be something to talk about, even if the championship itself is a little bit out of reach. And uh, I guess that's the most important thing that we can have on a summer for watching is that uh, the, the the races are entertaining in and of themselves. Like, I know we've had a lot of years where uh, there's been some a lot of runaways or uh, like even if we have a tight battle, tight battle for the championship that uh like it's it's like the 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 favorite is kind of uh like still your 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 odds on favorite to even win each each single weekend. So um I think it's been really great. Yeah. Yeah, it's been awesome. You know, like I said 250 racing has been great. You know, we've had a bunch of new winners there and even 450, you know, a bunch of different winners all year long. So I think it's really good for the sport, you know. You know, having a lot of parity in, in both classes is is good. keeps it exciting and keeps, you know, keeps people interested, you know. So it's, no doubt. it's awesome. And so then, uh, like, obviously, you're, you're a full-blown privateer at this, uh, this stage in your career. Um, and this is something that maybe uh, it's, it's, I wouldn't say taboo to talk about, but uh, as participating in the outdoor nationals, uh, like, I have a strong feeling that even if you were healthy uh, for this uh, for this coming summer, or this particular summer, I'm not too sure how many nationals that you would have participated in, just in the fact that uh, um, it seems like every time we talk to any uh, riders about their uh their program that it just doesn't make sense dollars and cents wise to go race nationals yeah man it's really tough you know last year i ended up racing i think what did i run i think i raced four four rounds of the nationals um just out of my out of the back of my van and uh man it's it's expensive it's expensive and it's so hard to be competitive you know at that level those guys are you know, when you're racing against the best in the world, they they take that seriously. And to live on the road and and try to compete with that, it, it's it's super tough. You know, and then we're not making much money. You know, if if we're lucky, we're breaking even every weekend. So, um, it definitely makes it tough as a privateer. You know, you've got to either have a a really rich dad or some really awesome sponsors in order to really make it work. You know, so um, or a combination and, of both. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I think something needs to change, you know. We need to uh we need to figure it out cuz you know, in Supercross at least as a privateer, you know, you can you can make a living making the night shows and you can make it to every race and um it's not too hard to do, you know, you can fly in and out and but for outdoors there's just there's no easy way to to make it happen. So um I think something needs to change if they want to see more privateers at the races, that's for sure. Absolutely, I totally agree. I think uh, just like just take care of uh, your your professionals. I think there's uh, the reality is that there there's there at, at any at any sport there's uh, your top tier athletes that obviously get make more than anybody else. But uh, I don't see too many uh, guys in uh, like even like professional uh, like lower tiered 
professional sports uh, not being able to at least collect a paycheck or, uh, or even paying to to, to enter the uh, the field of play, like uh, uh, even if even if you're bench warming on a football team, you're not buying a ticket to get in. Like you know what I mean? Like the, I, I think the the yeah. fact that you guys have to pay to race uh, is is just silly to me. I, I don't under, I don't quite understand it. Um, it just like like Tom Brady doesn't buy season tickets to the Patriots. I don't know why uh, it's like a that Ryan Villapoto or anybody should have to pay to enter a Supercross. Like to me, that just makes no sense. Yeah, it, it's it's ridiculous. You know, we're we're paying to go out there and put on a show and make money for these guys. So, yeah, you know, it's it's two hundred, two hundred fifty bucks a weekend. You know, so mm-hmm. and that's a thousand bucks a month. If, and, it, and for a privateer, a thousand bucks a month is huge, man. That's you know, that's that's like a mortgage. Yeah, that's the difference between making it into the races or not. So. Um, Totally. Yeah. And, and so, often you guys have some sponsors that can, can cover a portion of that, but some can't, and, and that's uh, uh, the reality of it. But I think um, that guys like yourself and, uh, and and some dedicated privateers um, definitely uh, making the best of things, man. It's, uh, it's, it's not easy out there. Yeah, it's tough, but, you know, as stupid as it is, we'd all – I think we'd all be out there doing it for free if we had to. So <laughs> well, we that's don't really have – right, uh, yeah, we don't really have much of a leg to stand on as far as that goes. You know, we our passion for it is what keeps us coming back. You know, for sure, and I, I totally agree. The uh, uh, if you guys don't want to race, there's a lineup of a hundred guys that will that would gladly uh, slap slap down uh, two hundred dollars a night to, uh, to to race in, in that sort of uh, arena. So. Um, um, yeah, it's it, it's it's a it got a bit of a touchy subject, but in the in the reality of it, uh, motocross is inherently a uh, a, a passion based uh, sport. You you do it because you absolutely love it and can't replace that feeling. Yeah, it's true, man. You know, same thing. You know, with me, uh, a lot of people think I'm stupid for riding a motorcycle again, but you know that passion just keeps me coming back every time. You know, so it's uh. Not many things are like, you know, not many sports or not many uh, things in life are like that, you know, just that that true passion and desire to go out there and do it. So, you know, well, one I of those it, things. Uh, hey, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to see that you're back on our motorcycle. I knew you'd get back to it. Uh, it's just uh, the, the strength and will that you possess. Uh, before I let you go, uh, let's, let's, let's thank some sponsors and some people that have been huge supporters of you uh, like uh, up until now and moving forward that uh, uh, we're setting our sights on uh, some Supercrosses near you. Yeah, um, I've been super fortunate. You know, most of my sponsors have stuck behind me through this whole, this whole thing. So uh, definitely I'd like to thank uh, the Racer's Edge, um, Tri-County Power Sports, uh, Hitch Hotel, Posture Racing, um, Complete Electric, Techland Designs, Recluse, um, P&L Plumbing, Ryder Smith Racing, uh, Shot Gear, CD Boots, Maxima, Moto C, Works Connection, uh, Rhino Power, Rocket, Exhaust, um, 60 Helmets, X-Brand Goggles, uh, Novit Gloves, um, Torque One, uh, Delaney drive components and, uh, oh, and golfer. Um, yeah, big thanks to those guys. Those guys are the, the people who make my program happen. So without them, I couldn't, couldn't make it happen. 
No kidding, man. Well, I absolutely had to seize the opportunity to uh, to call you up on a Saturday evening uh, after knowing that you were back on the motorcycle. Um, like I said earlier at the beginning of the podcast, welcome back to the motocross community as a uh, active rider racer, and uh, can't wait to see you in uh, in Vegas in uh, October, my friend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely, I will be there whether I'm racing or not. So uh, I'll hopefully see you and a bunch of other moto friends out there. Thank you. Count on it, man. Don't hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we'll cut it off right there. Cool. Um.